0: What is up, people, and thank you all for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have a really great jam-packed show lined up for you guys today. But before I get to all of that, um, I do do this show a little bit with a heavy heart because if you guys have listened to this show, often you know that we are huge hip-hop fans and we reference hip-hop a lot when we do these shows, not just the show, but also Sports Talk and Imperial. You hear it in the music we pick for our theme songs. And we just uh, lost a great artist today, uh, Nipsey Hustle from Los Angeles, shot down. Uh, he was just recently announced dead just a couple of minutes before we started this show. So uh, we, I do the show with a heavy heart, I'm sure the rest of the guys do the show with a heavy heart. Prayers to his family, prayers to his fans, and it's just terrible to see. Um, so uh, I dedicate this show to Nipsey um, and, and, and R.I.P., God rest his soul. But I did want to get that out the way before. We uh, got to the fun stuff on today's show. So, should be a fun show, guys. Uh, we're going to try to get to as much as we can, because we know a lot happened this week. Um, big casting news regarding uh, the Eternals movie, which we, we, we've we not gotten a lot of details about. Primarily because we know that Marvel wants to kind of keep a lot of stuff on the wraps. until after, definitely after Endgame, and even after Homecoming. Uh, but we got some big casting news. We also got some interesting comments from Zack Snyder who uh has become a, a very uh a guy who kinda comes up on this show often and he, we finally got to kind of hear his ideas of what he wanted to do with Batman v Superman and Justice League and how he felt about the reception to his movies. And some big news regarding the Flash. So those are our biggest stories. We also got some stuff on Arrows, some stuff on the Black Widow movie, Agents of Shield, uh was at WonderCon this week and they 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 uh released some footage uh there at the show. And today we to be recapping two shows this week. we got Doom Patrol and we got Black Lightning. Kendall uh, did not see Black Lightning, so it'll just be me and Shamari talking about Black Lightning. But we also have Doom Patrol, so we'll be recapping uh, that show. Recapping Black Lightning, which season ended last week, so it should be a good show. Let's get to it. Let me go first toss it over to Shamari. Shamari, what are you excited to talk about today?
1: I am very excited to talk about uh, all this WonderCon stuff. I mean, we've got a lot of WonderCon stuff. Um, to talk about, um, I mean, we got the uh, Ace of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, clips, clip from WonderCon. We got some, uh, well, there was, there was also some DC Universe news coming out of WonderCon also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they, uh, they showed Dark Phoenix footage as well. I mean, there's a, a bunch of stuff coming out of WonderCon. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, Snyder. Um well uh, that's why I'm not looking forward to talking about You're that not looking shit. at
0: why are you not looking forward to talking about Snyder? I'm very much looking forward to talking about Snyder.
1: Uh I don't know. I mean you feel we are always talking about Snyder and Snyder's always well, he's not always talking, but but like you know, we're feel we're always talking I'm kinda of starting to get tired of bringing talking about <laughs> Snyder and like it's like he's so far removed at this point from everything. So I don't know. I mean I don't know. But we're gonna talk about it anyway because we gotta talk about it,
0: and uh, yeah. So we'll get We'll get to that. I think that Snyder. Um, I feel like Snyder, whether he's not talking or is talking, he always tends to find himself back into the spotlight. Um, this time he was talking and he was not. He was not shy with what he had to say. So I'm. I'm very excited to talk about what he said. But I do agree. He he has been. Uh uh, he has been talked about a lot in this uh in this medium. Of course, joining us on the show as well is Kendall uh kendall should be a fun show today what are you excited to talk about
2: uh yeah i mean definitely there's a lot of dc stuff that we have to get to uh we could be having we could know who the villain for black widow is uh that's going to be very interesting um to talk about it's a pretty familiar name to a lot of marvel fans so uh also maybe a surprising name so that should be interesting um and we also could be getting a new flash. We'll see. Uh but there may be rumors that uh Warner Brothers is looking to recast a new member of the Justice League. So um that'll uh also be I think a fun topic to discuss. I am I am with Shamari though, you know, Zack Snyder. Uh I haven't been interested in talking about Zack Snyder since Justice League came out.
0: <laughs> so you mean all the times we've had yeah. ruptured meetings where I'm trying to say we gotta talk about Zack Snyder this week, and you're like, oh great. Yeah. <laughs> um well sorry Kendall, we we're gonna be talking about him again. Though who knows if this will end up being maybe one of the last times we talk about him extensively. Uh it's hard to really tell, uh, based on what we what he we heard from I this doubt week. It. Yes, I, I doubt it too, because uh, he seems to find himself in the news one way or the other. But let's talk about uh the eternal before we get to all that Snyder stuff. So Big news coming out of Marvel. We don't know much about this movie. Plot details have been very scarce. But it sounds like we finally have our first major casting for this movie. Hollywood Reporter came out saying that Angelina Jolie is in talks to join the cast for the Eternals movie. Uh, This would be a a massive nab for Marvel. They can get an actress as big as Angelina Jolie uh, to, to be in this film. Shamari, we've talked a lot about on this show that this was a movie that, quite frankly, a lot of people weren't gonna be very familiar with in terms of the canon. Uh, the Eternals are not a, a a a you know a flagship name for Marvel. A lot of people don't know who the Eternals are. The people on this show <laughs> don't know much about the Eternals, to be being quite honest. Um, so I mentioned, you mentioned, we all mentioned, we all agreed that. Casting big names was going to be huge. I don't know if it gets bigger than Angelina Jolie in Hollywood. So, uh, you thumbs up or thumbs down on Angelina joining the cast of uh, of Eternals? I'm thumbs up. She's extremely talented. I'm I'm a fan of her movies. Um,
1: you know, I'm missing Angelina Jolie in these big budget movies. I mean, I know growing up she
0: was like like the female yeah. actress. No, she she well she's purposely taking herself out of that. She's wanted to do more right. indie films. She's done a lot of directing recent years i know it's been like a cautious a, a conscious decision from her to take a to step away from a lot of that big money movies because she wanted to kind of get back into the art so to speak right um so i am
1: extremely excited to hear that she is involved in this project um uh so yeah i think this is only good news i think she's going to bring a lot of people in to see the movie and i think she's going to bring a stellar performance as well no pun intended um so yeah, I'm 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 really excited um this is this is a completely new direction for Marvel. Yeah. And it's going to take some convincing to get people on board. I mean, they know what they're doing, so people are going to go at least for whatever the first movie, first Eternals movie, I guess. But it's going to take convincing to get people, you know, um uh to really rally behind this the way that they have the other MCU movies.
0: Yeah. Uh Kendall, sorry I mentioned how Jolie Lee kind of been missing from the, the the big Hollywood scene in recent years, uh, I think it's interesting. That, you know, Chloe Zhao is the director for this movie, and she's uh, an award-winning indie director. And me mentioning that, you know, that's kind of where Jolie's been living in recent years. If that has something to do with it, what do you make in the, of the casting of Angelina Jolie, and where where do you think she's going to play? A lot of people are pointing to the possibility of her possibly being uh, a Cersei. Do you think that's something that's an option? Uh,
2: yeah. Um, when you, I mean, when you look up at the, when you look at the makeup of the, uh, Eternals, um, she's obviously the first person, uh, you're going to look at. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Boss Logic had, like, a, uh, he had, you know, a concept out of her as Cersei. Yeah, I and, saw it. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's Boss Logic, so it's going to look, it's going to look really good. You know, <laughs> Boss Logic can make me captain america and <laughs> I, I it probably looked good so yeah they'd be like <laughs> oh, who's this,
0: oh, this? yeah oh, he was a john kendall. Who's this kendall kid <laughs> you know he, he should be he should be the next <laughs> he should be patriot <laughs>
2: um but yeah no i mean in terms of everything you guys said though about i think the, the thing the biggest takeaway for me one i mean we have to argue that it's it's gonna be hard to argue that angelina jolie might be the biggest name in Marvel Cinematic Universe history, you could—I mean, it's her, and her Sam name. Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Those, those
0: are the two. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's arguable either way. I would probably lean towards Sam, but yeah, you know, she's definitely number Sam two.
2: Came in at a time that you know—I mean, he was in the first movie, but yeah. Um, but since Sam Jackson, she's—I mean, she might be. She's probably the biggest name that they've had in any of their movies. So, uh. But it's also no coincidence that it comes in a movie where they they're using characters that people aren't really familiar with. And I you know I, that's something, again, that we talked about. Uh, we predicted that they would probably want to use big-name actors to kind of sell this movie. And that seems to be uh, what they're trying to do. Um, what's interesting is that Um, the hashtag show, they did a, uh, in November of 2018, they did, like, bad exclusive, uh, you know, report on who the, uh, who each character is going to be, um, in the movie. And they had... Cersei is in the movie, um... And it says that, uh, they all says that they're looking for a female, 20 to 40. Uh, There's another character, uh, Elasius, uh, another actress, uh, 20 to 40 for the surprising role of Elasius. Um, Though They had her build higher than Cersei. And then there was another character, Karen, who's at the top of the article. Uh, actress in her early 30s open to any nationality or ethnicity but particularly Middle Eastern American or Native American so I'm guessing she's not that character yeah it's probably either Cersei or Elysius but um, those seem to be the only options though based on everyone that we know is going to be in the movie uh, according to the hashtag show so um, I don't know we'll see but uh, I think it definitely makes sense from the standpoint of they need they need names for this movie, and I doubt she'll be the only A-list or B-list actor and actor actress on this movie.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I, I think that this is a movie that again they're definitely going to need to have a uh, big name sham in this in this position because this is not going to be a movie. It's funny uh, we I was talking to someone who actually listens to our show, and um, and we we went back and forth from Twitter about whether or not this was really needed i tweeted that you know this was exactly the kind of casting they would need because marvel is going to be trying to sell a movie that i think it's marvel so they not going to have extreme difficulty but it's not going to be it's not spider-man it's not just going to sell stuff and you know we went he went back and forth saying well you know marvel you know they they do it they've been able to uh sell anything and that they can kind of do no wrong so that it wouldn't really matter but i tell you i disagree i think that this is going to be a movie that to grab people's attention they're going to need big names and what's curious to me is like kind of how i mentioned before you know what attracted someone like jolie to this role um was it the direction you No, know, was it the script was it the characters because it just seems like the movie she's been doing this doesn't fit her that role at all uh at least not recently um i mean you could argue maybe mouth Ma- mouth Ma- 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 you know that was like Maleficent. Yeah, Maleficent sorry um that was Disney, so that's like okay. Maybe that's like a a, a big major role she's been in recently. That kind of right. maybe connects a little bit, but it just seems like she hasn't been jumping to those roles for a lot of years now. So mm-hmm. what made this role be the one that's interesting? And yeah. will they be able to pull other people um, now that they have Jolie likely in the bag?
1: Right. Um, I mean, those. I think those are definitely big questions. Um, I mean, to anyone that thinks
0: Marvel can do no wrong, I'd say just watch Thor: The Dark World. Watch. Well, I think. Man, I mean, TV. I think you mean commercially. Like like in terms of money and like what they can bring in terms of uh, uh, that in that aspect. Just in terms of just just
2: money making. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean,
2: one, I don't think that's Marvel's thing. You know, I don't even care. Like they care obviously, but I I think they do want to make a good movie.
0: I do I do too. Um, but I think they I think they do. But I think that this casting to me does say that they they're thinking about that with this movie. I mean, you, uh, do you guys agree? I mean, Kendall, do you disagree with that? I, I feel like this casting does tell me that they see, okay, this is going to be a movie we need to get eyeballs on, and a, a big name is going to have to help us out with that.
2: Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I sure. agree with that uh, concept. I do feel like the, the closest comparison to the Eternals in the MCU that we've seen is obviously Guardians. Right. Guardians right. with their first trial at that, and... They use a lot of A list actors. Yes,
0: they use massive stars. I mean, yeah. you talk about Vin Diesel and and Bradley Cooper, yes, they're voices, man. but they were, I mean, Bradley Cooper was an Academy Award winning uh uh actor. We know Vin Diesel, what the money he's brought. Uh Chris Pratt had a big uh big uh T V following and was on the rise as a star. He's yeah, always he Was
1: he in Jurassic World at the time?
0: I don't think he was yet. Okay. Um no. But Zoe Saldana was in Star Trek, was in Avatar, which was the most successful movie at the box office of all time for a while. So, like, they knew with that movie what they were going for. It was uh, they like the casting for these other movies that we've seen outside of Scarlett Johansson and 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 Nick Fury, uh, Sam Jackson. They've been going for you know guys who I think they thought are women who they thought were just the best fit, not necessarily the biggest name. That was the first time where, and now we see that the name and the Ability fit, but I definitely think that was the first time he said, "Oh no, they're going for stars here." And I think that this, to me, this is the first sign that this is the second time where they're going for stars again. <clears throat> it's, it's Star Wars now in the, in the MCU yeah. in terms of them just trying yeah. to build a super team to to sell this to us. film.
1: yeah, yeah, they're, I mean, they're definitely doing that, but they're going for stars, but they're not just going for anybody; they're going for talent. Yeah, they are. You know, yeah, similar to how they got Sam Jackson. You know, like yeah. they're going for a very talented, you know, proven actors and actresses um so uh like i said i i don't have any doubt that that um uh that Angelina jolie is going to bring bring her a game you know to this role and i also um i i don't know if there's going to be a trend necessarily i mean i'm sure they're not going to go for like people that are complete no names uh, so to speak. But I don't know if they, they're going to go for like Angelina Jolie, you know, and then they're going to get uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and They're going to get uh, like everyone that's yeah. like the biggest names in Hollywood right now.
0: Um, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case. Um, I mean, to me, yeah. Angelina is one of the people where you got her, like you're kind of set Like you can put anyone else up there. Like she's that big a name as we talked yeah. about. Like, besides Sam Jackson, she's the biggest name I think to join yeah. the MCU. I mean, I'm hoping they, well, I mean, I don't know if they will. I mean, I think it'd be cool if they got Brad Pitt on board. Well, they—they're not together though. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm just saying involved in, involved in the movie. Oh well, I mean, I'm no, I'm saying I think that aren't they divorced or something?
2: Yeah, oh boy, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I think there are a lot of reasons why Brad Pitt would not be involved. <laughs> <laughs> if ain't
0: anything Angelina is doing it. I only um, know, I only know just by walking into Chelsea Market every day and having the, the Us Weekly newsstand as I walk in saying.
2: <laughs> Who's going to get the kids?
0: And it's like, oh, geez, I guess that's not going very well. <laughs> so, no, Shamari, I, I don't think Brad Pitt. No, I, I think Brad Pitt may be calling DC right now just, just, <laughs> just, to, just to get at his ex. Be like, yo, I see y'all looking for a Batman. I know I'm a terrible fit, but I'm just saying. Yeah, as you can see, I don't pay attention. I don't watch. I don't watch E News. Yeah, Shamari is not a Entertainment Weekly
1: correspondent. Uh, Entertainment Weekly here. on, the side, on, the, on know, the
0: side of the new generation. I don't know. I've been I've been asleep since 2009 or whatever. Yeah, you would not see happened. you would not see any Access Hollywood. But, um, uh, any yeah. Access Hollywood hits from Shamari Stewart? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but
1: but still, I mean, you know, I don't know. Brad Pitt's one of my favorite actors.
0: I know you like Brad. Yeah, he's extremely talented. So. Um, it's kind of surprising at this point that he hasn't gotten into any superhero movie. Yeah, I mean he's still he's gonna be in the next um, uh, him and Leo gonna be in the next uh, Tarantino joint. Yeah, which I'm um, I'm kind of I, I saw Brad Pitt holding his own against Bruce Lee and I was very upset. So uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna hold my uh, hold my judgment on that movie until I see more. But um, moving on now, uh, we talked a lot about. Zack Snyder earlier in the show, and this is going to be where we're kind of really going to dive in here. So Zack Snyder had a lot to say this week in regards to um, his movie and and how people have received his recent movies and what his plan was for DCEU. Of course, if you guys remember, Zack Snyder was uh, he left the Justice League project mid-production or mid-post-production to be replaced by Josh Whedon. They said it was because he had a death in the family. His daughter, I believe, had committed suicide. Um, we later learned that uh, he was actually fired. Of course, the death still happened, but the reason why he actually left was actually because he was removed from the project. Um, so ever since then, he has a big following of people who feel like he got a raw deal, who, who would have liked to have seen his movie go through and his vision for the DCEU go through because he kind of really started it with Man of Steel. and He kind of kind of was in charge of overseeing how they were going to plan out these uh, early movies. So Snyder pretty much went out and, and gave us uh, a pretty detailed description of, of exactly what he wanted to do with the DCEU. So I'm going to pull up everything now. But one thing, one of the interesting things, Shamari, that came out earlier in the week, and when, I guess a quote that really grabbed everyone's attention, was his comments about Batman. Now, if you know anything about Zack Snyder and Batman, you know that, uh, his decision to have Batman kill many people in Batman v Superman was extremely controversial for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder, in talking about that, really didn't mince words in regards to how he fails by people who think that it was a bad idea to have Batman kill people. I'm bringing up his comments now. Snyder, uh, Snyder said, quote, um, Batman, uh, someone says to me, Ben Affleck's Batman killed the guy. I'm like, F, really? Wake the F up. I'm guessing that's what I'm saying. Once you lost your virginity to this effing movie, and then you come and say to me something about, like, my superhero wouldn't do that, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm like down the effing road on that. It's a cool viewpoint to be like, my heroes are innocent. That's cool. But you're living in an effing dream world. So clearly those comments are going to raise eyebrows and catch attention. So Sham, what did you make of his comments on Batman before we get to the rest of the stuff that Snyder was talking this week? Um Yeah, wow, that's that's really, really
1: harsh. Uh I'm not yeah, I'm surprised he would he would come out so uh fervently against that. That kinda if, if, honestly this sounds like a man who's heard it way too much. That's what it comes across as to me. Like like he like he's just he's just been hearing it, hearing it and he's just like, I don't wanna hear it no Because <laughs> why Because why so angry? You know, that's what that's what it sounds like to me. So um so yeah, I don't know. Well, I I would say I I am glad that he's not like necessarily apologizing for it. That he's owning it. It's like, yeah, I chose to do this. This is my Batman. This is what this is what this Batman does and get over it. But, you know, why is he got to be cursing at people? Why is he got to be telling people to get over it? That I don't that I don't necessarily like that like why is he got to be, you know, telling people talking about losing their virginity to the movie and stuff? That's a lot. That, that's that's kind of extreme but uh but at the same time like I didn't I didn't hear him say these things you know so I don't know maybe it came across as different when he said it, I don't know but just in reading the words on the
0: on the page it sounds very very extreme what do you make of the what do you make of his take that that the idea that fans think that their heroes are innocent is "Quote living in an effing dream world." Do you feel like, as fans mm-hmm. uh, who have criticized him for that take, were they unfair to him? Were they were they being too idealistic in their thoughts, and was Zach not given a fair shake in, in his uh, vision? I w- I
1: don't know about not giving a fair shake. I mean, his Batman is his Batman, mm-hmm. and people are gonna feel how they feel about it. Sure. Um. But you know, I I have no problem with a dark violent and broken batman because that's who batman is so i in that case if people were expecting adam west it's like you're not gonna get that right you know the the character has trans has greatly transformed since those times so he, he hurts people he he commits crimes like he's a criminal and he says it in the movie and i and that's one of several things i liked about you know there are many things that are wrong about v Superman, but that's one of the several like things that I liked about it was that they brought up the those things like we're criminals, Clark. Like we've always been. Yeah, they, that's also in the Dark Knight Returns, which of course he got that from. Yeah, from that. But it's like he's he's a criminal. He's not like you know, uh, you know, he he's not your your cop, your policeman. Right. That's like you know, your it's not your neighborhood watch. that's, that's like you know, <laughs> out to protect everyone. He's here. He's kind of like a broken guy, and he's doing stuff that. A lot of people, a lot of good people, like Jim Gordon and other people, may see like as like, hey, yeah, this isn't great, or, yeah. this isn't good, you know. So I don't know. I don't really. Th- I don't think he's a hundred percent wrong in that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah, I don't. I have no problem with that take at all. Um. You know, in how it was translated to the film, I think it could have been better, but mm. I
0: don't have any problem with that outlook. Well, Kendo, what do you what do you make of the? I would pose the same question. Do you feel like, um. Snyder is fair in suggesting that um that 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 you know heroes aren't perfect, you know. And he, he kinda went on in that same interview or whatever he was doing to say it's cool it's a cool viewpoint it's a cool cool viewpoint to be like my heroes are still innocent, my heroes didn't uh lie to America, my heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations, my heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a dream world. Uh That's do, it. What do, you, what do you make? What do you make of, of of his ideal that if you feel like his heroes or the heroes that we present, if they don't, if they don't kill people, uh, I'm trying to give him a lot of rope because you guys probably know where I'm going to come from this, but if they don't kill people, then you're living in a dream world.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree to an extent. Like I understand what he's going for. Um. I think that was clear. I think he's clearly trying to make his point now. I don't know if it was, I don't know if he made his point at the time. But he's making it now that like, I think he wanted to make a more like real type of superhero, more like nuanced, uh, more like you know, it, it, he wasn't taking his character straight from the comic book, mm-hmm. and that's what pissed a lot of people off. That's what annoyed a lot of people. Um a lot of these characters did things that weren't straight from the comic book. Like I, I it, there were decisions that he made that these characters he he made for these characters to make, if that makes any sense, in these movies that I that some people had problems with that I didn't some of them I did have problems with. Like I I didn't have as big a problem with Superman killing Zod as uh a lot of people did. Mhm. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Batman killing people, um, but I thought the way they did it, it wasn't obvious enough to where like, like it wasn't like he went and like you know shot some dude in the head. So it was like, all right, like yeah, it looks <laughs> like he's killing somebody, but you know it's not like you know he's legitimately. Like, I mean, hit it. Batman I head. mean, I mean
0: shooting missiles out of a tank. It is not it's,
2: subtle. It's ambiguous enough to where like I, I don't know
0: what's ambiguous about shooting like when i watched it i did not like
2: i didn't like pick up like oh man batman's killing me i did <laughs> how about you i'm like yo <laughs> like he killed so, those dudes. so i didn't so i didn't give him that much slack for that one either but um but i don't I, i'm not i but i don't like challenging other people's opinions of what their superhero what they want their superheroes to be you know, like I just think from a from a basic like like core level, like people should have the right to want their superheroes to be a certain way. You know? And I don't mean like I don't you know, I don't know if they sh- I'm not saying they should fit into a a norm that like they have to stick to. You can make them nuanced in certain areas, of course, but um and they don't all have to be the stereotypical superhero. But if some people are gonna be like, Yeah, like Batman has always been you know, someone that didn't kill people and Superman didn't used to snap the villain's neck, you know, that's not, I mean, I'm not going to get mad at people for complaining about that, you know. Now, I understand why Snyder's upset, because it's his movie. So, if people are coming at him, he's probably gotten death threats, you know, he's probably had all sorts of, you know, hate and vitriol and criticism, so I understand from his perspective, it's probably stressful. But, um, I, I, I do understand, like, I understand what he was going for. It didn't work. You gotta own up to it and be like, look, it didn't work. You can't say, you can't, you can't blame, you can't blame the fans for not liking what you did. You know what I mean? Like the fans are going to like what they like. They didn't like your stuff, <laughs> but it's not their fault. It's, that's one of those things where you Snyder, you have to step back and be like, look, I took a swing. I made the movie I made. If you guys don't like it, whatever. Um, I, there are plenty of fans of, of my movies out there. Um, but why he went on this tirade? It's it's odd. Again, I think the stress of this 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 whole DC project has uh, may have finally boiled over a little bit. But um, I do I do wish we have there was video. It probably is, but I, I wish I would have seen the video to get like better context and to get more of a tone for how he said it. Um, but yeah. Uh I think that was the more bizarre part it was more his tirade than even the the
0: comments. Man, I'm watching these clips of Batman just like <laughs> driving his Batmobile through flaming cars. I'm having trouble seeing was, how you, didn't see seeing you, how know, you thought this stuff was <laughs> how you thought this stuff was when you're watching not, when you're it was watching not it was ambiguous. I yo I'm, every I'm, time I saw these scenes I'm like, Yo, he killed that guy. Like, Batman shot that car and it landed on the other car where it had people in it. That's when people are dead. Like, I I, I don't quite understand. I mean, yo, Like, he, the
2: Superman-Zod thing, that's that, that's an example of, like,
0: yeah, like... Oh, that was, like that was the most... Snyder wanted
2: people to know that he Superman killed Zod. Like, Snyder didn't really... He didn't make it a point to, like, point out that, yeah, Batman's killing people. So that's why, like, I didn't notice, it, you know?
0: Um... And I think that probably was done on purpose. I I see what you're saying. It wasn't like he like, you know, again snapped somebody's neck. It wasn't as personal, but I mean there are scenes where he's obviously killing people. Yeah, I'm Uh, sure he was. And he obviously killed KG Beast in the end. I mean he blew him up. (laughs) Which was again like very extreme. Um I got to get too much on that. In terms of the point that Zach was trying to make, uh one, before I even get to Zach, uh, to me these comments said to me what I've been saying all along, which is "I I cannot believe Warner Brothers thought that this this guy was the right person to shape their comic book universe after. I'd Like, to me, every time I hear more from Zack Snyder or hear more about what he wanted to do, we'll talk a little bit more about his other plans with Justice League, uh, it's astonishing that they thought that this was the right guy. Forget about creative vision. Just attitude, a, a cynicism and an attitude towards... The ideals that we hold our heroes to, the fact that this is the guy you thought that you were gonna make billions of dollars off of, his vision and his cynicism, I just, to me, it's 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 incredible that they that he had a meeting with them and he told them their vision. They were like, "Yep, this is the guy." Shocking. Uh, in regards to Zack Snyder, I'm sorry, I, I, we we don't have a flames and trash segment on this show like we have on Sports Talk, but to me. Josh, Zack Snyder would get the ultimate trash. He'd be trash for a month for these comments. Um, not as little to do with the fact that he's not entitled to his opinion of feeling like, yes, I, I want my characters to not be perfect or not be this ideal that maybe we hold our superheroes to. I think what upsets me and upsets a lot of people who did not like seeing Batman murdering people was the idea that he seemed to just completely gloss over a a big facet of Batman's being in that his concept of, if I kill, I'm just like these maniacs I'm going after. And the idea that he's supposed to be the hope that to bring to Gotham city. And he does that through showing that there are ways beyond, uh, killing to bring justice. It may not be the police's way, but it's his way. And it's not maybe the way of some of these other maniacs are going in, just shooting people and killing people. And the fact that Zach couldn't see that in any way, and to me, when you make these kind of comments that you're living in a dream world, if you think that Batman doesn't kill people, I I just think that that's that's a little ridiculous. Um, And and like like said, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly on this point. That I just think, or maybe it was you, Kendall, actually. I think you said it. That I think that whenever you blame the fans for not liking your movie. I just feel like that's the ultimate weak move. I'm not saying you guys think that your movie was bad. Like I'm not saying that Zach should say, "Oh, my movie was trash." Like I, I admit it, you're wrong. Like Kendall said that. I don't even agree with that. I don't think he had to give an inch, but to to attack people for 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 to attack people with reasonable criticisms by not giving to me a reasonable response. I don't think there's anything reasonable by someone saying, "Hey." a big part of Batman's character, he doesn't kill people, and there's a reason why for it. And you, and for his responsibility, you're living in an effing dream world. It, it shows no nuance to what he was thinking, which is kind of disturbing to me. It's like you were given this huge responsibility and to treat it so callously for the sake of your own vision and to not really have much thought beyond your own vision, again, speaks to the fact that I don't know how... Warner Brothers thought that, oh, yeah, no, this is a guy that needs to be building our universe. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I, I just thought that it, it spoke to a, just a level of tone deafness that was astonishing that someone who was doing Batman is speaking like a Batman villain. <laughs> did, that not, did that not, like, that irony to me struck me as, like, that, if that was in the, if those lines, those exact same lines were in, uh, matt reeves's batman script you told me those are the lines i was like oh yeah no, that probably sounds like penguin or joker somebody might have said something like that or riddler or, or like yeah like that sounds like a villain that sounds like a super villain like the fact that this quotes are coming from a guy who thought he was who said he was writing batman and he's telling people who are sad to see who are disappointed to see their hero stoop to a level they think is beneath him and he tells them they're living an effing dream world why are you in this business why? Why are you doing this? My thing is, you could do your Batman stories. You could do. I'm not saying you can't do a comic book that's dope, I can't say you're not, you can't do a TV show that's dope. But the, the, the idea that you thought you were gonna do a movie and that was gonna go over and people were just gonna be fine with it, and then you're shocked and you have no res- your your response is just you're living in a dream world. He gets all the L's for this comment. This is and, ridiculous.
1: And wh- what's funny is, like, I feel like something must have changed because this isn't. Whether... I don't know whether it's, his, you know, of course, the, the tragic death of his daughter or, or, or whatever whatever happened. Um, you know, because in terms of him, you know, being chosen to lead this project, I mean, he's coming off several successes. I mean, he did Watchmen, which was a huge success. He did 300, which was a huge success. So, I mean, he was kind of a rising star, and, and I thought Man of Steel was very good. So A lot of people I do. Mean, and I'm sure Warner Brothers did as well. So they were probably like, yeah, th- this guy is, you know, he knows what he's doing, you know. Um... And I feel like something, like I said, I think I think something happened. I think something changed because this is
0: just, you know, well, it's extreme. I, I do agree that I think that there is a set of anger in this that comes from having heard is the echo sound chamber. Personal? The echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's taking he's taking this personal. There's no question. He's taking this criticism personally. I and I understand that. I'm not even giving him heat for that. I get it like we're creators I'm not, not and not nearly the creators he is he's trying to make movies and worlds like we're just doing a podcast and doing you know a, a media outlet, but we're creators I get you take this stuff personally and he's an artist so i I fully expect him and understand him taking it personally uh what I don't understand is the the lack of any thought behind the criticism he has mm-hmm. seen. You would think that for someone who's been sitting for two years really biting his tongue. I, I give him credit for it. You know, he could have jumped out the window at some of these trolls that'd be going after him. And he hasn't, right. he hasn't. And he still hasn't. This was a Q and a, it wasn't like he was attacking a fan on Twitter or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's been patient. He's been trying to buy his time. He's been wanting to tell his story at some point. And this is, this is what you tell us. I'm waiting for you to say something insightful about what you were trying to do and how it went wrong. And you're telling me you're living in an effing dream world. I mean, the first time we get to hear from you, I was extremely disappointed as, as someone who was not a fan of his movies. But, I, you know, I understand how hard it is, and I know that he's a talented dude. I was extremely disappointed in this, and to me, this, this sounded like someone who just was wanting to get at people who have been saying mean things about him. And, of course, there are idiots online, idiots who are probably saying terrible things about Zack Snyder. But I'm talking about the fans that really wanted to see him succeed. I wanted to see him succeed. I love Batman. I love Superman. And those people who have legitimate criticisms, for him to have this thoughtless response— it just was was baffling to me and again, and if you say something has changed i think that that has changed but i don't think anything changed between his idea of man of Steel and his idea of bat bvs i think that he had this vision from the beginning i think he, he like superman if you think about it like he only kills zod but he doesn't really kill anyone else it's a darker superman but it's not I think even sometimes the whole idea that Superman was this dark guy was like overblown to me. I don't think that right. it was that dark a movie. He was kind of bland. Yeah, he was bland, right? Which is my which is my concern with it. it was I always say he was the most boring Superman ever because he didn't do anything? Um, Batman was at extreme, so there was a difference. I think that this is just the vision he had. It's like okay, my Superman's gonna be a little bland. He may kill somebody if it like really comes to it, but my Batman is gonna just—he's not gonna be afraid. He'll brand people. He'll kill people. Like he, like he's he doesn't really have as much a moral code, um, but it just again it speaks to there's so much hypocrisy. Like I said, and, and why in terms of you talk about the execution sham, Batman's whole issue in BVS is that you know Superman can't be a god. Like we can't look at this guy as a deity when he's just a man, and he needs to be held accountable for what he's done. And the idea that Zach doesn't have in terms of really answering criticisms, okay, why don't you talk about the fact that Bruce? has this issue with Clark committing all of this insane um, collateral damage that you wrote into the script, Uh, but Bruce doesn't come to grips with the fact that he's playing God and judge, jury, and executioner with the people he kills. Like, where was that nuance? Where was that idea? Like, if you wanted to do this, you could have explored that. But that's my that's why I say this thing was thoughtless, and which is why it makes me think that it's incredible that he got he his pitch worked because like there there's no thought behind anything he was doing, which is why his movie failed. Like uh, like, and and, and I'm you no know, and, and you guys can disagree or you guys can jump in at any point, but am I wrong on that? Like how he doesn't see that that's a a, a huge issue with the universe he created, let alone the idea of Batman killing people. But like you, your Batman's a raging hypocrite. And you don't address it in any way.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I look, I, t- I think that that is a big, obviously a big flaw, in uh, Batman v Superman, when it comes to his lack of, you know, I guess just just realizing that or or being able to acknowledge that. I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't think it's a flaw. To be fair, these are just. These are, you know, very direct, uh, but it is just one comment. I don't know what his response would be, you know, to or I mean, like this seems to be his response, but I don't know if this is really his response because he it seems like he's coming from an emotional place. This is a guttural response, yeah. So I don't know what was going on in his head when he when he decided to make Batman, uh, um, you know, this murderous. Uh, guy, you know, so, so, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really understand it. I just, I just get the sense that this is, this is all coming from it. Like I said, this is a guttural response, this is an emotional response. And, you know, I don't know. I, when I say something's changed, I mean, I think something's changed in recently in that, you know, I think shortly after BVS, his response wouldn't have been like this. Or like when BVS just came out. If you had saw him in the street and asked him, he would have actually given you a response. I think something may have happened, oh, yeah. whether it's the
0: passing of his daughter or something. And, of course, we, we feel you know, terrible about that happening. I want to make that clear as well. But Well, yeah. Um, no. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Um, other quick things he mentioned in this Q&A. The Batman stuff was a big stuff, which is why we spent a lot of time on it. But he actually talked a lot about Justice League as well. Um, and he said that, in fact, the Justice League that he pitched did not even make yeah. the make. Any kind of film. You know, we've been talking about the Snyder Cut. And while he did tell a fan that there is a Snyder Cut that exists and it's up to Warner Brothers, whether or not they want to release it, the actual movie that him and Chris Terrio wrote never got to film. Um, uh, He said, quote, the original Justice League that Chris and I wrote, we didn't even shoot. The actual idea, the hard, hard idea, the scary idea, we never filmed because the studio was like, that's crazy. When this movie came out, understand that Chris Terrio and I had finished the script to Justice League before Batman v Superman came out. So some people didn't like the movie, a vocal minority, which again spoke to incre- an incredible tone deafness to say that it's only a vocal minority that did not like BVS. That's like to me that speaks to shout out to Joe Button. That speaks to superstar, uh, superstar. You know, uh, the superstar brain where you're so detached from superstar detachment, where you're so detached from everything that's real that you could think that this is a vocal minority. But anyway in um, vocal minority so they said there's a lot of stuff we don't want you to do so we had to rewrite uh, from that script so here uh, Kendall he's saying that the response from BBS ended up being a different Justice League which sounds about right because we know Justice League was a definite, a, 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 an adjustment from what we saw from BBS so what do you make of, of that idea
2: uh, yeah. yeah I mean I think that, that, that makes sense um, I definitely feel like, I, I I mean, Snyder, I'm glad, the one thing I'll say about Snyder in general, um, is that I feel like, uh, he's been very quiet, you know, I mean, we, I mean, we've been talking about Zack Snyder on this show pretty much since the start, I mean, not pretty much, since it started, since, since we started this podcast, and, a lot of what we've talked about with Zack Snyder, most of it hadn't come from Zack Snyder, um, and we would comment on his movies or other people would comment on his movies, but we really didn't get we really didn't give him a chance to defend or react to the to the criticisms. I mean, the 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 rumored Snyder cut that you know we don't know whether or not it's out or if it'll ever come out like. The fact that, like, we never got anything from Snyder on that um, until this week where he said it was real, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether or not, I I don't know if that's ever going to, like, come out. I don't, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But I'm just glad, though, that we're, we are getting Zack Snyder, like, I feel like he's now, like, unfiltered. He's not thinking about Warner Brothers anymore. He's not thinking about my career. He's got movies coming out. And maybe that's the other side of this. That's something that we also have to look at when you got a dude goes on a tirade, a, a, a profanity-laced tirade <laughs> out of nowhere. And then we also find out, oh, yeah, we have a Netflix movie coming out soon. Like, is that part of it? I didn't know he had a movie coming out until <laughs> the tirade. So I don't know. But regardless, I'm glad that he uh, I'm glad that he is, you know, making comments and he is uh what's the word? He, he, he's being more transparent about his feelings on what was obviously a tumultuous year or two.
0: Yeah. And I want to make that clear too. I, I am fully happy. He is yeah. speaking because a lot, again, I, I don't like, you know, the nature of this business that we're kind of just speaking on rumors and hearsay. And like, I like to hear from the horse's mouth, what they wanted to do. Cause it gives us more, more, uh, context for our analysis, not commentary. I don't like having commentary based on stuff that I don't think I know what the hell I'm talking about. So him talking is great. And I, and if it, if it comes from maybe him having a grieving moment with not just what happened with his career, but with his family, I hope that this is awesome for him and carve therapy for him, regardless if I think what he's saying is crazy. Uh, I think that's a good point, but you know, I still have a lot of questions about, about his, his ideas and how he went about doing this. Um, he also said that the, that, um, the whole nightmare scene was going to be uh, was going to be explained, and it was a distant future where Dark had taken over Earth, and only a few member of Justice League uh, that had survived in the war were still fighting. Um, he said that the nightmare sequence was uh, uh, was his idea, uh, and that it would eventually have been uh, fully explained later in later movies. Um, he also noted that uh, the plan was to kill off Lois Lane. Uh, Dark Side was supposed to come through a boom tube in the Batcave and kill Lois and that Superman and his uh, issues stem from him uh, succumbing to the anti-equation anti-life equation, I'm sorry uh, and that uh, he also mentioned that uh, the whole Batman Batcave scene with the Flash had something to do with Barry uh, with, with Bruce and, and, and a messed up cyborg finding a way to get Barry to go into the past to kind of uh, tell Bruce that they had to protect Lois. So uh those were the details from Justice League that he explained. Hmm. Uh Shamari, any 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 of those you think about and you wanna you, you wanna touch on?
1: Um Wow. I mean it sounds like his movie would have been really long. Uh which I wouldn't have necessarily minded. I don't like I don't mind long movies in general. Yeah, I think some of this stuff would have been in
0: a probably a sequel.
1: Well yeah, yeah. A lot of it a lot of it, yeah, he even says it would have been in sequels, but yeah. um But yeah, it, this would have been a longer movie. Yeah, it's not like this definitely would have been a longer movie. Um probably would have felt more whole um honestly. And um I don't know. I mean I'm interested to see in like whatever this other script was. Wherever this other script that is just
0: that, Warner Brothers just kind of dismissed offhand. Well, they um, say he says they dismissed it based off of the BVS response, mm-hmm. which is that's interesting to me because my thing is like if you saw that BVS response, why would you even make him? Why would you? you to me, at that point, you gotta just you gotta cut. They should have cut bait there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They should have decided at that point, you know what? This is not gonna work out. DCEU is dead. We gotta think of a new idea because to make zach do something that wasn't his vision because to me clearly the movie we got was nothing like what he wanted i that's the impression i get um and that's unfair to him because like my thing is you know Justice as we could complain about its issues but like to me if, if you had the director doing a vision that he didn't believe in necessarily i can't expect that movie to be as good as it could possibly be you know I'm, no so again I, I a lot of the stuff i'm hearing from zach I don't really blame him for much of it. I may disagree with his artistic vision, but that's his artistic vision. Like, who who the hell am I? <laughs> he can believe or think whatever he thinks is going to be good. Um, I question Warner Brothers. My thing is, you're supposed to you're supposed to be the buffer between the artistic vision and us, because we're the consumers who are going to be buying into whatever you give us. And the fact that they saw these, they saw these alarming things and kept moving forward, and trying to piece me or something together, I, it just for a project as big as Justice that was so important. I just think that they didn't put enough care into it. They were more concerned about just getting it out.
1: Yeah. I want to see the Snyder Cut. I do too. I, I want to know if this Steppenwolf Putty Monster guy would have been like oh, now, the best The question is, the with, it, like, let's see. say
2: a Snyder Cut was released. Would you guys watch it?
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. Of course yeah, I I'd mean, watch it. I would watch it. I'd buy it. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I <laughs> would spend the money, too. I would spend... No, because, like, and, and, I, and I'm, I've i clearly made my, my feelings about Snyder's artistic vision for this movie clear, but, no, I would want to see what he wanted to do. I would to, I, would, I, I would support leave. him I financially for
2: it. You know, so, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. It's not a bad movie, but it's just, like, you know, it's not the type of movie that I, like, am dying to see again. But... Yeah. I, think I I just don't believe if the Snyder Cut is real, I don't believe it's gonna be that different.
0: But they can only change but so much. That's but what I'm saying. But I'm sure you know it's I mean? enough where I would be interested in seeing what what was changed. I, I would I would want to see it. I don't know if I've seen Justice League since I saw it in theaters. Ironically, yeah, I have. Um, for the second or third year in a row, we we should try to do our the summer our series on the movie throwback so we can actually revisit some of these movies just as he would be a very good one with the conversation we had this week but uh i don't know zach i'm glad zach's talking i'm glad we're hearing from him um he cares a lot about this culture he cares a lot about this stuff so i don't think that he's a voice that should be ignored or should be silenced and i'm glad that we're actually starting to hear his side of things uh as much as i disagree with his outlook on a lot of things it did uh paint interesting picture and kind of give me more clarity and honestly i feel more uh confident in how i felt about the whole situation like he's kind of had a lot of his comments to me kind of confirmed what i felt all along was that he 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 didn't quite get batman the way i think we would have liked um and that he didn't have a company that really was fully bought into his vision and that once things went south he really couldn't put things back on track and I again i don't think that it's fair to me to suggest that he should have been able to do that i don't think he could have um and this is, ended up being the situation that we got in terms of his future I mean to be honest I, this to me what he was trying to do would have been crazy I just don't think there's something he could have done for movies you know like having an evil superman Lois dead like I just don't think that's like that could have been a dope like straight to dvd animation movie like, you know what I'm saying like, I feel like I could have made watch that say yo this is crazy but like for a movie like, that you're trying to sell the kids, trying to sell... I, I, maybe they weren't trying to sell the kids. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> I just don't think that that movie was going to work. I don't... Mean, I, I, like, after you guys hearing all the stuff he wanted to do, do you guys think this could have worked? I, I don't see any way this would have worked. And I, and it makes sense that Warner Bros. say, no, you can't do this. Um... Yeah,
1: I mean, that would have been tough. I mean... I mean it, it, it would have been tough, and for them to get away with the PG thirteen rating as well. Um,
0: so, and there's some. I mean, to yeah, me, there's some issue. Someone tweeted, and I agree. There is some issue that Snyder in like two or three movies is basically trying to go from Iron Man to Endgame. Yeah, like, like if, there's issues with right? that too. Like again, I don't know. I don't get how Warner Brothers didn't step in and be like, "Yo, we can't do. We can't go through with this." Or oh, they did, but I I don't yeah, know why they didn't just did completely drastically change the vision once they saw this wasn't gonna work, because you can't go from Iron Man and then say oh are we do an End Game, like you know those things you no know, you know like End Game works because of what they established, like my girlfriend saw End Game with me and while she liked the movie, in Infinity War. sorry Infinity War, I'm um, saying so yeah, Infinity War works because of what we saw in all those other movies, and my girlfriend saw Infinity War with me and. You know, she liked the movie, but for a lot of it was so tough because she's not someone who follows Marvel a lot. So a lot of stuff she wasn't quite sure about. Um, the idea that he was going to try to just do a, a microwave Infinity War and a microwave Endgame, I don't think it would have had the same effect. So I, I don't know. I, it, this I think there were a lot of issues with how he wanted to go about doing this. But um, the other story uh, of the week that was big and it's quite a surprise if you ask me is uh, the rumors that. Ezra Miller may be, in fact, done as the Flash. This comes from um, we got this covered, I believe. Who who, who had the scoop this week? Yeah. Um, yep. They're saying that you no, know, we had the reports earlier that they were looking into uh, getting Miller to write his own script that would be good enough for them to go forward with the movie, and that he didn't do it well enough, or they weren't, they didn't like it. It could be great, but maybe they don't want whatever he presents that they would maybe part ways now. Uh, We got this coverage saying they have a source telling them that that time may have come and passed already and that there's word that they may have already cut bait with Ezra Miller. Um, And they're being told that there's a general consensus among people close to the project that Ezra won't be the Flash whenever this movie gets off the ground. So this day, it seems like it's been coming and it could be imminent now when we get this announcement. Uh, of course, there's a source reporting inside Hollywood, so who knows how close we got this covered is to getting the scoop and if it's completely accurate. But if it's true, Sham, uh, what do you make of the fact that Ezra may no longer be the Flash? Uh, It's saddening. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed Ezra Miller's Flash. Uh, I thought the effects could have been a little bit better. I agree. Uh, on
0: his yeah, Flash. I mean, you agree on that. Yeah, I, I thought the effects could have been a little bit. I know better. Kendall I thought was okay with it, I think if I remember correctly. I
2: don't what the flesh? Yeah,
0: the effects on him.
2: Yeah, I thought he was fine.
0: Yeah, and I think we're in a minority in
1: that. Yeah, I think so too. But I thought his effects definitely could have been better. Yeah. Um and I thought that but I I mean, though I didn't like I didn't well, I didn't totally mind his wisecracking jokes. But I feel like that's more characteristic of a of a Wally West Flash. Mm. So I don't know why Barry Allen is so wisecracking and like and jokey. So uh, that was always kind of weird for me. So um, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I hope that they take the the wh- whoever they recast as Flash is different from Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. uh, or is just Wally West. That's <laughs> honestly, <laughs> right. I hope they do one or the other. They either yeah. make it Wally West. Or they change this Barry Allen up so that he's not like Ezra Miller's Flash, and I hope that they touch up his effects. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I am saddened that Ezra Miller is that for whatever reason this didn't work. I didn't hate his Flash; I was looking forward to seeing him in Flashpoint. Mm -hmm. But you know, I mean, I guess that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles, and and I'm just (laughs) at this point, uh, I'm I'm taking this as being true. Uh, because it doesn't sound, we just keep getting worse and worse news <laughs> regarding Ezra right. Miller yeah. and this Flash script, and we're hearing he's he is trying to write the script, and they have him like, you know, just anything goes wrong, they're just gonna get rid of him. So I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna assume from this point all, going forward that he's not gonna <laughs> going to be the Flash. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Sorry, it's sad to see him go, but um, I
0: hope they take the Flash in a different direction. Kendall, uh, would, how would you feel about Ezra Miller departing the Flash?
2: Uh, I mean, it's weird because like, I I don't like it for continuity reasons, you know, I mean, at that point, if they recast Flash, then I think we would have to just accept that Batman v Superman and the Wolverine canon, um,
0: I kind of already accept that Well, as Batman and Justice League, like, those movies are no longer canon. And I kind of accept Justice League is not canon, really. You know, Aquaman that, mentions it, I think, slightly. If I'm not I think they do mention Aquaman. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, a, I, a, and, like, it's supposed to be considered canon in a slick, a slick reference in there, but... Yeah. yeah and, they, I,
1: and they acknowledge him as Aquaman. A couple of people say, oh, you're the Aquaman, or whatever. Yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like... So that's what makes the continuity thing like awkward. But clearly, I don't think Warner Brothers cares about that anymore. I think they're they're valuing quality over trying to tie together continuity, a, a shared universe, and yeah. continuity for something that wasn't that great. They feel like it's not worth it. Yeah. And do you think they're right about that? Uh, I mean, I would have liked for them if they felt that they could make Ezra Miller work. I would have liked for them to certainly try, because I don't think he was the problem. Um, but if they can find a flash that's great, I'm not going to be like this, this. This. This is whack. I'm not going to boycott. Um, I, I do. I, I. just feel like it's he's a weird guy to replace. You know, if, there are people that you could replace, um, like Ben Affleck, for example. You know, made sense to replace in some aspects, mm-hmm. but even Affleck, replacing him, I thought made more sense in the in the. I thought replacing Affleck made more sense because of all the off-screen stuff, all the the baggage and the drama. Yeah, he was having kind was, of, yeah, you know, was that was kind of you know crowding Affleck and, um. Miller doesn't come with that, obviously, as far as we know. So like. I thought he did a good job. He was fairly well received. He wasn't like a controversial character. You know, some people that weren't a huge fan of him, but for the most part, he was fine. Yeah, I think you could have done a Flash movie with Ezra Miller as a star and could have done well. The only way they, I, the only like reason I see them doing this is if Hama, Walter Armada and the rest of the people at Warner Brothers and DC have targeted someone else that is bigger. A bigger name, and, oh. like, they feel is the perfect fit. I mean, I don't know who that person is. I don't know if it's, you know, for example, like, Taron Egerton or somebody. Like, I don't know if this is a good fit at all. But, like, that's somebody that, was, that like, if they casted him, people would be, oh, wow. Okay. You know, like. Is
0: he a bigger name than Ezra Miller? I would say so. I think so at this point. Okay. Yeah. asking? I'm not, I'm not, I don't pretend
1: to know. <laughs> I mean, he's um, he's done Kingsman and he's also um now he's playing um what's his name? Um is he Robin Hood. He well, was he's Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. That did And not do and well. now he's playing uh, Elton John and the latest Elton John. That is the big play role. Play coming up. Yeah. Uh um,
2: yeah. So that that would be the only way this makes sense. But if they do this and then they cast some dude that like is getting his big break, his first big break, that would make no sense. To me.
0: Yeah, I, I I I'm not I I, I don't feel good about this. I I wanted to see Ezra play the solo Flash, see what they would have done. And I've been one that was critical. I I did not love his portrayal, but uh, I don't know. So there's part of me, I guess, kind of almost going back to the Snyder conversation. I kind of want to see things through. So my thing is, you got a vision for something. Let me see what you guys wanted to do. I think we're underrating a little bit in terms of not just this, but even the Henry Cavill departure which we're assuming is a departure though, even though that has been murky in recent months. Um, I think we're underrating Hamada cleaning house. Like I think we're maybe underrating that like that aspect. It's being dressed as something a lot less cold blooded. But that's three that's three Justice League members that are gone. And it's the the two biggest ones and probably the two most controversial ones. And a third one, who I think, while I think was well received, was also a little controversial. And I, the only you know, common theme in all this is that well, there's a new sheriff in town, and uh, Hamada clearly has a vision with how he wants to do things. I wonder if he's kind of looking at, you know, whenever a new coach comes in, you kind of start, you know, you know, evaluating the roster and you, you make tough decisions. And I wonder if he's looking at everything, saying. If these guys don't have a story that makes sense for us, like, why are we keeping them? And I, I, that sounds very cold-blooded. Um, but I think but just the evidence that we're seeing, that's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, because they're spread out, because it's being dressed as something not as not as calculating, it's like, oh, well, he, he could have been flash we would have had a better script or you know Batman affleck could have been batman if he really wanted to come back or, and Henry cavill could have been superman if you know he could have worked out the contract it's like there's a lot of could have's and a lot of hurdles for stuff if you really wanted people back they would be back mm-hmm. so i i wonder if this is hamada kind of really kind of put his stamp on what he wants and if some of these departures we're seeing is that him being more like no we don't need these guys for whatever reason um I don't know. It's something that that I, I couldn't help when I heard this. I, I had to think about, you know, how much is Hamada really in charge of this kind of stuff? Especially when I hear that Ezra was really going back and forth with Warner Brothers executives about the, you know, how they wanted this movie to, to come about. You know, the fact that Hamada, uh, while we know he has a horror background, we see Shazam, which is going to be, I think, a massive hit for for Warner Brothers, is not going to be in the same ilk of the Zack Snyder movies. You know, maybe they just didn't see eye to eye and he's like, Well, he's actually eye, eye with our vision and we don't need him as the flash. I don't know. Uh, but that's that's the impression I get, but I'm not happy to see it. I think that I wanna see Ezra go through and, and, and I would have liked to have seen what they would could have established for the sake of continuity. I think that while we know the D C. E. U as we know it is no longer really existing, I still would have liked to have had some kind of continuity possibility if there was team up movies Or, 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 you know, buddy cop duo movies, or even a Justice League movie in the future. I would like to have seen that possibility still stand with some continuity. When you lose Batman, you lose Superman. Now you lose the Flash. I mean, that continuity is dead. There is no Mm -hmm. continuity anymore. Now you're starting something completely new. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, this is kind of what we were told is going to happen. Like we told that this was not going to no longer be the same DCU that we know it. And this is them kind of living up to that. If they're willing to just part ways with the guy who was the Flash. I do agree with Sham that I think that the wisecracking got way too over the top with this character for to be Barry Allen. Um, if they do it again, I, honestly, if they do it again, I think that it's going to be the same. Because the word that we got was that this at this movie, Ezra wanted to do one to be darker than what they were looking for. So mm-hmm. I don't know, Shamar, if you're going to get your wish that you're going to have a, a Barry Allen that's not going to be as wisecracking. I think you're going to have someone trying to do an Ezra Miller impersonation from Justice League 1 which is not exciting but i think that's what's gonna happen uh i
1: don't know i mean i hope not um i see what you mean though i see why why you would think that um i don't know i just want them to start fresh that's really my that's really my hope here is that they start fresh uh, listen okay Ezra's vision did not work okay for whatever reason he didn't want to do what they wanted to do they didn't want them to do what he wanted to do that's a part ways open they could start over get a new some a new uh person get a new director on board a new writer someone they could just start from scratch and say what do we want our flash to be mm-hmm. um you know uh however it came about this flash is not what they want um i don't know if ezra miller is when when they say he wanted a darker script i don't know if he wanted a darker i don't know if he wants to change the flash hmm I'm wondering if he just wanted to change the, what was happening to the Flash. Yeah, He just wanted the events to be much darker and harsher and whatever. Um, I don't know if he necessarily wanted to change who the Flash was. That's possible. My hope is that he didn't. And that they are at least willing, um, at the very least, are willing to try to go in a different direction. So, I mean, at this point, all I can do is
0: hope is that that, that is the case. Ken, any last thoughts before we uh, get to quick hitters?
2: um yeah i mean i i I just i i I wouldn't be like overly concerned with the story one way or another like it's just more for me i I, the the concern would just be it just feels like change for the sake of change when you're not rebooting the whole thing Mm -hmm. you know like Maybe they feel like Ezra Miller is legitimately a problem area, and if that's the way they feel. I can't tell them otherwise. They would know better than I would. But, um, like they do this, you know, they, you know, but then they get rid of Will Smith to bring in Edris <laughs> Elba. You know,
1: it,
2: <laughs> you know, like it's weird. You know, like but then they keep like. I mean, we'll talk about in the next segment. You know, they keep some a lot of people from Suicide Squad. And I'm like, really? So I, it's just it's, it's strange. Um, I imagine we'll hear about more recastings, but uh, the one thing I think it does solidify before we move on is that I don't think we'll be getting the Flash for a while if they recast.
0: Yeah, I think that... I, I Yeah, I mean, I think that we're not getting the Flash in a while, regardless of what happens. To me, this. just... Even the rumors that they're they could be parting ways, or he's trying to write a new script. Like I, this movie ain't happening for the earliest to me is twenty twenty one. We're gonna see a Flash movie, and I, I mean I could be beyond that. I think at this point, and that's a fair assumption. Um, but let's do some quick hitters real quick, guys. So uh, we're gonna try to get through stories, you know, three four minutes or less. So first, Emily Bat Rickards, uh, no longer on Arrow past this season. She uh, said a goodbye on Instagram announcing her departure from the show. Of course, uh, this season has led Felicity. Uh, we learned a lot about Felicity and some of her future. We learned that she has a daughter with Arrow uh, Oliver, which we see play out now in the season. The present tense, too. We see that she uh, owns a massive tech company, but that she's living off-site, away from the city, in a black site, pretty much. Um, so, Shamari... The end of Felicity. We will not see her in season eight. Um, what did What do you make of that? And 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 how that maybe shapes out how season eight's gonna look like. Um, I think it's interesting.
1: Um, it makes me it, it, obviously it just makes me wonder what season eight is going to look like. I mean, there's no Felicity. Um, is there gonna be any Diggle? There's rumors he might be gone too. You know, is there gonna be any? Any uh wild dog like who's gonna be in season eight who are we gonna see who are we're not gonna see so it's gonna be very interesting um I mean Felicity has been a staple since season one uh though the in the later season she had been mainly mostly just getting on my nerves if I'm being completely honest it's just how they've been writing the character and how the character has been portrayed it's not I don't like it <laughs> you know I just gotta be honest um so while i am sad to see her go i am not sad to be rid of some of the some of the just plots things that were going on with felicity that i just wasn't a fan of um so uh so yeah i mean i think she did a good job of playing the role she should be very proud of her performance hopefully i see her and something else um uh, hopefully she gets recast in, or just gets another casting gets another job another role somewhere on television because i think she's a very talented actress and um yeah, I guess overall on sets a year ago, um, and I have no idea what to expect from season eight, but I hope hopefully it's good. Kendall.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean the shows the show they already enough the shows you know getting canned so, you know it's not like I'm like shocked, and you can kind of already tell the Flusi story is already kind of being uh, you know definitely I do not say wrapped up but definitely being highlighted in a sense that would it? Wouldn't surprise me if they decided to wrap her story up this season. Um, I, I guess it is gonna be weird if she, she's if she's not in season eight. Like you know, she's been there the entire time, and you know, to not have her in season eight would be odd. But um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about. I, I'm not a. I'm never a huge fan of actors and actresses announcing their departure from a show before the while the sh- while the season's still going on. Um, yeah, I
0: don't like that either.
2: Yeah, I feel like you might as well like wait till like your is killed off or like, you know, given some sort of send off and then you can tell people, Yeah, I'm never going back again. But uh I don't know. But regardless, you know, not shocking. Um given the show's uh on his last leg to begin with.
0: Yeah, I mean but Emily's I think relationship with Warner Brothers has been not always the greatest. I mean, she was pretty... Um, at, she pretty much... She was really adamant about Kreisberg and his, you know, Weinstein allegation moments. And I I don't know if that really put her in the best light. So I'm not sure if maybe this was supposed to be an announcement that was supposed to happen this early. I don't know. I know she loves her castmates, but I don't know if the higher-ups, necessarily, she has the greatest um relationship with. But uh, in terms of this news, I mean... Uh, I, you know, Felicity, I don't think she's had the greatest storylines in the recent years, but I think she was a great addition to the show. I think that this tells me that season eight of Arrow is going to be very different, especially if is also gone. I mean, now you're talking about the heartbeat of the show outside of Oliver or, you know, Felicity and Diggle. So they're both gone. I mean, this next season could be, I think it's going to be unlike any other Arrow season we've seen. Uh, it could be in the future. It could be. It could be something that is very different and i think we've seen the signs you know we see oliver is not with felicity in the future for years Uh, he doesn't raise his daughter so we know they're not together he's not in the picture so that tells me that there's gonna be a very immediate uh split very soon and we will uh soon find out exactly what the deal is and why all these characters are leaving and why season 10 season 8 is so short I think a lot of these stuff, a lot of stuff I think is gonna make sense very soon. I'm sad to see Emily go. I think she played a very good role for Felicity Smoke. She made literally a character I think was supposed to be an afterthought. I think she really she was so good, I think, that she really turned it into probably a million dollar career. I'm sure she made millions playing this role after mm-hmm. what's happened. So um so congrats to her for a good run and we'll see how um things shake out with the rest of the season of Arrow. But uh other news this week, uh another quick hitter. So Taskmaster. Rumors are that he will be the main villain of Black, the Black Widow movie. Kendall, I toss it to you. Is Taskmaster, a good idea for a villain for a Black Widow movie?
2: Yeah, uh, I would definitely say this is a, a creative idea. Um, obviously, somebody that's been used in Marvel, you know, properties, you know, outside of the comic books before, but never in the MCU. Uh, so a lot of people are going to be familiar with Taskmaster, um, how they, I mean, how they could do Taskmaster in live action could end up being very interesting. Um, I, it's just, it, the only, the only question for me is just like, I still want to know the story. You know what I mean? Having Taskmaster's villain was great, um, cause definitely a recognizable name. But I, I don't. I, I would still like to know like what would be Black Widow's role in this movie. Like I'm assuming she's gonna be a hero, but that may be a big assumption. She may not be a hero. She may be an anti-hero. She may be a villain. She may not be a villain, but like yeah, maybe not on the side of good during the movie. Like we'll have to see. But uh, I'm thumbs up on Taskmaster being the villain.
1: Yeah. You know, like, I'm thumbs up on Taskmaster being the villain. Um, I mean of course along with Kendall, I want to know what the story is. Um, but I think he's a very compelling villain. I think he, he, he I think he's something that, um, it's kind of like a cosplayer's dream, I guess, in terms of his kind of getup. Cause he's got a cloak, but he's also got like a sword and a shield. And he's very, it's very cool. Mask. Yeah. Mask is very interesting. It's very, very, <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff going on there. So I think that could be fun for, I guess, their makeup or designer department, um, coming up with a costume. And, uh, you know, uh I mean I just feel like he he's a good kind of uh uh rival. I mean he's also an assassin and mercenary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that could be a
0: really fun matchup to see. So I'm on board with it. Yeah, I think that Taskmaster is really cool just in general. So I would love to see him in a Marvel movie. Um, I think a Black Widow movie makes because I think when you talk the thing about the Black Widow, it can't it's gotta be a character that I think that can challenge her physical hand to hand combat for those fight scenes really pop it can't be some like over-the-top celestial type villain or or a villain who's just going to send a bunch of goons we need someone who's going to be a match physically for uh for natasha so taskmaster fits that to a t um taskmaster also has hydra um links so if you're talking about a movie that's gonna be a prequel then if you want to keep hydra involved he makes sense so there are a lot of reasons why taskmaster would be a great fit the only issue I would have is that, man, Taskmaster is so great. Like, I would love to see him in the current MCU. Like, I hope that, like, whatever happens, that this isn't <laughs> the end of him. Whenever we see the end of the movie, I would like to see him, you know, somehow in the present. You know, Natasha has, you know, it doesn't age the way normal people do. I would hope that maybe Taskmaster is the same, that we could see him potentially in an Avengers movie or some other movie, uh, and that he's not someone who's just done and someone from the past. But even if that's it, it's a one and done, I think he could be a Killmonger type villain. I think he could be great. Apparently, they want Andre Holland uh, from uh, Moon Knight to play him. Mm. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> wow. We got a Moon
2: Knight show. I said, said Moon Knight. I didn't say Moon. I didn't say I Moon... Said Moon Knight. Oh, I, I meant to say Moon Knight. Sorry <laughs> if I said Moon Knight. He looks like Moon Knight. Uh, Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what
0: I meant. Um, and uh, Agents of Shield, they released a scene from uh, at WonderCon. A lot of stuff happened at WonderCon. Uh, they released a scene though. Showing what looks like uh, our heroes in bad shape. We see May down. We see Yo-Yo down. We see two unidentified S.H.I.E.L.D. people down. And in, out of a, it looks like a boom tube, even though though it's not because it's Marvel, but it looks (laughs) like a boom tube. A truck comes in and smashes through some cars, and out of that truck is Coulson. And similar to the other things we've seen from Coulson in past trailers and stuff, he doesn't seem to have any idea who he is or any idea what S.H.I.E.L.D. is as he shot a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who asked him, hey, you look like you're a guy who used to be on S.H.I.E.L.D. what the hell are you doing? Right. So, uh, Shamari, what do you think going on with uh, Agent Coulson, uh, as we know him, or Director Coulson, wherever he is now, he's Terminator Coulson. <laughs> what, 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 is his, what is going on? I mean,
1: he's out here killing S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, uh, cold blood. I mean, um, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Colson died of of uh, what was it like a what do you have a disease was it, uh,
0: uh, it's something yeah. to do with the fact that he had been using creep blood I think all this time right does that has something to do with it I I forgot exactly what his issue was yeah it was some kind of, some kind of illness was, but like the, like, the scar, was like the scar that I think the scar that he scar. got from from when Yoke, oh, Loki oh yeah yeah killed him. yeah from when Loki killed him right like, yeah like, like essentially it was now killing him
1: yeah so he was dying from that so i mean he's back and it's like is he full is he okay now like part of me is even like yo is that him like mm. or is that someone else um with just that, that just has his likeness right. using, using his, his likeness face, yeah. his face you know um so i'm i'm really wondering about that um and uh but yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be uh kind of tough to watch I mean, Colson is such a—he's the leader. Yeah, he is like Shield outside of Nick Fury. So, I mean, to watch him going to and to watch him like kill other agents and like, you know, just look May in the eye and just be like, I don't know who you are or what you're talking. Like that's that's gonna be so crazy. So mm-hmm. I I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued, and I'm into uh, uh, looking at. I'm I'm in. <laughs> I'm basically just all in on uh this season.
0: Kendall, what did you think of uh what was your take on the scene?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know how I feel about this yet. The fact that they're bringing back Colson so soon. Because um, then I thought about like when Shamari said, you know, is it somebody, you know, kind of taking his his you know character, taking his, his likeness. I was like, I feel like that might be corny, you know. Oh yeah, not Colson, somebody pretending to be Colson. Then I was like. If it's Colson but he's brainwashed or something, or that could be corny. Like, so I, I don't, I don't know if Coulson should be back so soon. Regardless, um, but I have to give them faith. You know, I have to give them time uh, before I, uh, uh, before I judge too too soon. Uh, I am looking forward to the season, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to expect, but Agents of Shield is so great that I give them a lot of rope for what they're doing. Um, I don't really know what exactly is going on with Colson or if that is Coulson. Uh, I think he probably was somehow resurrected again and is now being used as a force of evil. That's what I think. But I think the fact that could he be somehow uh you know, not him, you know, could it be someone who's using his likeness, I could see that too. Uh there are a lot of ways they can go with this. But um but I'm excited. I I'm excited for this season. Uh I think that Ages of Shield has been one of the best superhero shows we've ever had, you know, being just putting it out there. I mean, it's been a a, a force. So, I want to see how they how they finish this season and then Dude, they got next season as well,
2: next year. Did You guys, um, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, this is something that we I I just saw, um, while we were doing this podcast. But did you guys see the uh the Pennyworth trailer?
0: Uh yeah, I did. Well, I saw I saw a t te- it's like a teaser, right? Yeah, it's
2: like a teaser. Yep. Thirty seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah. We yeah, what do what did you think of that? I saw
2: it. Uh I don't know. I mean, it's kind of what we expected, but like I mean it could be good, but it's not a superhero show. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I definitely get the Gotham vibe. Like it, a little bit, Like yeah. the colouring of
2: like the like it definitely feels like a little out there. It feels like something that would be like it feels like, you know, a Downton Abbey you know, you know, British type of show, though. Yeah, yeah I'm getting an Agent Carter vibe. Huh? Yeah, I'm yeah, Agent Carter.
0: Carter. yeah, I do I do see Agent
2: Carter,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see like Asian Agent Carter, too. Yeah,
1: which, I mean, isn't it horrible? You know, I mean, it, I said it could be a decent show. Yeah, this don't know me, why they're making it, but it could be a decent show. Yeah, to me, this is like, uh, this is like, uh, <laughs> Krypton,
0: you know? This is like, I mean, you know, we had doubts about Krypton, but Krypton ended up being pretty decent, yeah. you know? Like, we gotta be honest. Krypton ended up being a surprise, and uh, this could end up being a surprise, too. Like, any, any, any show could be good if you got a great story. Yeah, and really. uh, while, you know, Gotham has had bizarre stories that I think have heard it at times, uh, Krypton had a great season one story, and it worked. So this could be another great story that could work, but we don't know. So uh, I do get the Danton Abbey vibes, the Agent Carter vibes. I do think that it shot similar to Gotham to me. Um, so I get the Gotham vibes too, but uh, yes, I did see it. It's uh it's interesting, uh, but it's it's gonna take a lot to pull me in. Like that's not gonna be a show that I'm gonna sit around. Like Krypton <laughs> was good from pretty much the beginning, so uh, that that kept me in. If, if this is not, but if that would have had a slow start, you know that couldn't have a bad three three or four episodes for me to stay. In. I would have left. So. Pennyworth, is gonna have the same rope, it's gonna it's gotta get out the gates fast.
1: Uh, also, uh, you know, I I wanted to mention it as well. What did you did you guys check out any of the DC Universe news? Um, um so I saw
0: the Star Girl poster. Can I know if you saw the Star Girl yes. poster? Uh,
2: it's a good Star Girl costume.
0: It is. Yeah. It's a very good Star Girl costume. I mean, it, it, can't know, speak for the show, but the Breck bastard yeah, Brett Bastian will be playing the role. She looks great. Um she straight out of a comic. I mean it's not yeah, much I can honestly. say. She looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. It's one of the better T V costumes I think we've seen. Uh I did see also that Swamp Thing um will debut on May thirty first, which is not that far from now. Mm. That's happening very soon. Yeah. D C man, they're like they like they like, you know, thieves in the wind. I mean, like they work on these shows like and then they're ready. Like yeah. We didn't know. I'm we sur- didn't think. We didn't think Doom Patrol was going to be this soon, and it was ready. I'm, and this show was another one. We didn't think it would be this soon, and it's ready. I'm surprised. I mean, Juan must have
1: just started working on this right after Aquaman. He had to, because I mean, it's coming out. The, <laughs> it's coming out this yeah. summer after Aquaman was released.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 schedule had to be real tight for him. But um, and Justice Justice uh, Justice League Outsiders. i Justice. You know, excuse me, Young Justice Outsiders will be back for uh, July second. Right. And I, that's that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Young Justice. Young Justice, this show is just amazing. Um I of course we've been covering Young Justice on our YouTube series, so you gotta catch that on YouTube to get our reviews on that. But Yeah. Yeah, D C universe. They we're gonna talk about, you know, it's a great segue, Shamari, into uh into uh Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um this is gonna be our part of our T V recaps for this week. I gotta say guys, I mean to me Doom Patrol is just a really solid show. I mean, I think that it's enjoyable. I feel like it's a show that, as I said before, the first two episodes my girlfriend watched with me, I feel like anybody can watch. Um, And I I enjoyed these last few episodes. Um, You know, the last one being the therapy episode, which was really great uh, because they took, you know, a typical, it was now becoming a more typical trope of, like, having, you know, a set timeline and, like, having different people's perspective and what went through their actions during that same timeline. And seeing how it all came to the end. Like but they did it very well, you know, and with these kind of kooky characters and the struggles that they go through, I thought it was great. And I think the call it therapy, uh therapy patrol was smart too because to me it explained why all these people are so damaged. Like how a fifteen minute a fifteen minute section, which we now know was manipulated by, you know, the Admiral Mouse note thing uh, but still, Abram whiskers, man. yeah, Admiral Whiskers. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, to see, like, even a, a short 15 minutes, these people are so tortured, like, that even that could be trouble. With getting up out of bed is trouble for these people. That was really powerful. And the fact that these people went through such terror for the 15 minutes based on just what their life situation is like, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was extremely well done. I love this episode. Yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Um,
1: uh, I feel like you know it's getting harder and harder for me to even point out standouts because I feel like they're all doing really well. Every like all the characters are do- are very, um
2: yeah.
1: They all stand out. I feel like if I had to pick a weak link, and it isn't even really a weak link, but I guess
0: Larry would probably be on the, at the bottom line of really? my list. But I- I'd say I'd say cyborg. Really, Cyborg I mean, is closer to the top of my. No, head. And it's not because he's bad. I just think the others are so good. Okay, yeah, I oh. like them all. Like, but some some of his acting, like you know, his scenes with his dad, sometimes those kind of like, eh. Really, I think he plays better. I think he plays off a little better with the 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 other castmates, like the regulars. Hmm. Um, whenever he's in a scene with someone else that's not one of the regulars, or again, his dad particularly. I I just didn't get the feeling that you're acting. I always get the feeling he's acting. Um, no, even those scenes where he's like, uh, no, I thought I thought maybe I thought actually these his acting in during those like in those uh, dating profile scenes actually I think some of his best acting yeah, all season. Yeah. So like so that was I think a great moment for Joyvion Wade. But um, but he I mean he has he's part of a great cast. I mean he's got like big time actors he's working with. So it's not a diss to him at all. But I think that sometimes. He comes off a little... But some of it, also, I think, is he's supposed to come off a little corny, you know? Yeah, like he's right, like exactly. He's kind of supposed to be, oh, I'm trying to be the superhero. He's a Justice League Right, guy. so some of it may actually just be working, and maybe it's a work, and I'm like... The fact that I find him, like, sometimes a little whiny is like, oh, that's the point. Yeah. But, like, I would say for him, he probably be the the, the, the... the He'd be the one on the bottom yeah. for me. I mean, I'm
1: still... I still don't know how I feel about him being so small, and him... Uh, <laughs> and, like, his... And his armor is like his it, armor is like Under Armour. It's like it's like Under Armour, <laughs> and it's like some of his arms are like exposed. I'm like, this is a weird sight. This is a weird
0: looking cyborg. Yeah. You know, they tried their best with what they had. They in tried. It wasn't much. You but know, yeah, it does leave a lot to be desired.
1: Yeah, but I mean, for what it is, it's they do a pretty good job with it. And um, I mean, for me, like the standouts are really is Cliff, uh, Robot Man. Yeah, Cliff is awesome. He's just wonderful yeah. <laughs> in that role and uh crazy jane yeah i think crazy jane's yeah
0: another standout yeah for me. Was, again another beast i mean yeah. they, this cast is is awesome um which is why i'm sorry you said larry cuz like larry uh Joe plays larry he's like, also a big time actor too his name is escaping me right now but um yeah i mean i just think the the
1: the his storyline's been fine i think the back and forth between him and his spirit is kind of like okay where is this going right it's kind of been the same thing for the past like three episodes i, I guess, like agree. three or four episodes um, and we haven't really like we haven't really gone anywhere with it. I was hoping we. I think we. May, I think we're getting close. I now. think we. I think we are too. I feel. I feel like we're getting close to something. Yeah, but we just haven't really made any progress lately with that. He's kind of just been there for a lot of these episodes, but I. But again, that's not me saying I don't like, you know, his performance or that I don't like the storyline
0: they're telling. It's just been a little slow. Mm-hmm. Kendall, uh, your thoughts on. Therapy Patrol as an episode and some of the stuff we've seen recently.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought Therapy Patrol was a was a was a strong episode because, and I feel like just the show in general, like they do a really good job of like, because there are times where I watch where I watch the show and I'm like, you know, they hammer home like, yeah, like these characters like have gone through like a lot of stuff, and like there are times where I'm like, man, do we really have to see like another you know, flashback, or, you know, another, like, you know, yeah, like, they're damaged, but, like, when they, like, when they, sometimes, like, like, when they showed, like, like you said, them trying to get out of bed, and, like, <laughs> yeah. difficulty, and, like, you know, like, you imagine them having to try to do that stuff every day, like, you know, like, the, the way that they framed that, that, that episode, uh, I thought was uh, very strong um i actually think the best episode of the stretch was uh the doom patrol patrol episode mm. um i thought that episode was really good uh yeah
0: that was a special one too
2: yeah i mean i i thought it was funny how they were kind of like they definitely were, were like making the 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 doom patrol like the x-men absolutely you know, <laughs> with the school and stuff like that. all right i get it but um and they you know, they've always the Doom has always been looked at as a knockoff for June the X-Men. But um the uh I thought it was cool somebody that, that likes uh obviously we all like Teen Titans, but somebody that likes Teen Titans, um the fact that they use uh Mento, who was like the leader of the Doom Patrol in yeah. the, the yeah. Teen Titan show and Yeah, that, and he's
0: not real he's a real member of the Doom Patrol in the comics. All those yeah. characters are.
2: And the fact that they used uh uh, the brain, yeah, the they, brain. That yeah, was crazy. They, yeah, they I saw the brain. I was like, yeah, I was like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so like,
0: All right, like
2: you know, like I was, I was getting excited, man. The Teen Titans fan, but um, yeah, yeah, I thought that, uh, yeah, I thought these last couple of episodes have been strong enough. and it's it, that's what this show does. Is like, like I, like I saw the Doom Patrol episode, and I was like, this might be the best episode we've had so far. And I saw the Therapy Patrol, I'm like, this might be the best episode. <laughs> Yeah. And like that's not the first time I've said this throughout the, throughout the, se- the season. So uh and there's what like almost 10 more episodes to go. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is this season hurt.
0: this season is longer than uh I think Titans was. So it's like what 15 yeah. 16 episodes. Yeah, 15 episodes I believe. So we're not even at the halfway point. We have we're at, you know, 8 is next week. So once we get past 8 we'll be near the halfway point or at the halfway point I guess. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought, again, I agree. I thought these episodes were outstanding. Uh, I agree The Doom Patrol Patrol episode was definitely a standout. Um, and I think it, it it was, I think that Mr. Nobody is really, really, like, he's a wacky villain. Uh, the fact that he's the narrator and, and the storyteller is also, like, a wacky element to a, what, the wacky show. But I think they're really doing a smart job of kind of making him a really good villain. Cause that episode was really effective, and like when like by the end, you kind of realize that oh, this is why he had them go find the Duke Patrol, because he wanted to show you this is what happened when you mess with me, and this is what I've done to Niles' people before. Mm-hmm. Like it was really, it was really telling, and it was like, and it was ironic because then you start the next episode, and it's uh, and it's Cliff saying like I don't want to, I don't want my mind to be effed, I don't want my soul to be effed, because <laughs> it's like well, we just saw what happened. To other people, and we've seen what's happened to them already. When they've gone after Mister Nobody, he's already messed with them in ways that are really disturbing. So, mm-hmm. I thought that episode was really effective in showing that. Obviously, the, the nostalgia of seeing you know them in the costumes and and all that stuff like that that, that was all really really good stuff. Um, but again, the, the story that they told of like this guy is a very dangerous uh, villain that could really ruin your life because he ruined the lives of the Doom Patrol. Um, the original Doom Patrol, and and it it was the first time you know we talked about how Niles, for the most part, they kind of made him not nearly the morally gray character that maybe we've seen from him in the past, or definitely the evil character that we saw probably in Teen Titans and Titans. That episode probably was the first episode where you kind of thought, okay, here is where some of these skeletons lie. He's just he's Mm -hmm. just shipped these people away, and put them in a fake world to think that they're okay when they're not. And the fact that he had pretty much a room ready for Jane whenever <laughs> he lost that battle, it does point. It does paint Niles in a different light and finally gives us maybe some of that moral gray and these tough decisions that we've talked about with that we were expecting to see from him that we haven't really seen yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, and again, I said, I thought the therapy patrol episode was brilliant. I, I thought the cyborg moments of him going through his dating profile were uh, you know, when the girl was trying to say, you know say booyah," he was like, "Do I say booyah?" Oh, and then the yeah, host, the computer's home like, "Yeah, he say it a lot, thirty four times." Yeah, which last which consummates, which consummates uh, a catchphrase, like, <laughs> like, uh, like that, 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 that's pretty awesome. It's funny because he hasn't said booyah on the show, so the fact that he, like the the grid has had like the running count is like that. That I found that really
1: cool. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of Niles coming back in Paw Patrol?
0: And what did you guys think of that magic guy? I forget. His oh, name. yeah. I love, I love the, what's the name? Um, yeah. I thought the magic guy was really cool. I, uh, uh, Kipling. Yeah. 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 Kipling. Yeah. Kipling was a, a good addition, you know, very much a Constantine-like yeah character, but he's a real DC character, real character who's worked with the Doom Patrol. Um, the, the, the. The cult thing was a little weird. Oh, it was, it was super weird. Yeah, it was a little it, it took me out of the story a little bit cuz I I'm, I'm still wanting so much to know about Miss Nobody and what the hell's going on. Like so that like that like dilemma was like so odd that it kind of takes you a little bit out of the story. But it was it was entertaining enough to where you still, you know, it was still interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was a uh
2: I thought that was a good episode. Um, not as good as the other two, uh. But and that, the thing about this show is that like I feel like the only thing that I think that holds it back sometimes, and it's nothing really I can do about it because sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. It's it's still very trippy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you'll have like you know Legion also like falls under that. You know, yeah, it's very weird and it's trippy and sometimes like like with the, the Doom Patrol Patrol episode where, like, we find out it's just Mental is, like, creating a, an illusion. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's not, like, impossible. Like, they just, they made it seem weird for re- It was weird for a reason. Uh, a lot of times they do that and they kind of explain away things. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where you're kind of, like, sitting back and you're like, I, I don't know what's going on. Or, like, I, stuff's happening. You're like, there's really no uh, no way to, like, you know, well, that that even, one, like, I felt like, like that
0: one. I knew. It. I felt like that one. They telegraphed a little bit because, right? I mean, they did, of course, with like the you know the weird like thing where like all of a sudden things look like grainy. You know, like, what's going on? But to me, even like the idea that these people who Rhea said she knew in the fifties were still like young i was like, okay this this is something's very wrong here immediately right
2: right right but and that's the thing like i'm watching them like i don't know like like i'm I'm waiting for like the punchline but it's just it's confusing until they explain it or even like in the last episode with admiral whiskers where they like kind of explain like yeah at the end like you know he goes into cliff you know what i mean
0: yeah i still don't know what to make of what that means
2: I mean, I I I, I interpret that as like he was he was like controlling Cliffdale. No, I know
0: that. Yeah. I mean, but like right. like the fact that Admiral Whiskers is is in this show and that he's able to, he was being communicated to by Miss Nobody. I mean, I don't, I don't think it has any meaning. I think it's just like a, just another random thing. Yeah, thrown it's, in it's extremely random. Yeah, um, but this is what the show is.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: I kind of, you know, Cliff was, like, bugging so much. I kind of, like, again, it, like, that That was such a good episode. Because, like, he's bugging, but, like, he's not so outside the realm of being Cliff that you kind of just think that he's just, like, having a bad day. Because you yeah. saw that, you know, his daughter, like, his yeah. guy he used to work with now is, like, his her his daughter's stepdad. Yeah. Um. But, like, <laughs> and just, like, I don't know. It was just, like, even the Doom Patrol was, like, even, like, the group's, like... And how they like reacted to him and they're like I don't know, he's having a meltdown. Let's just leave him alone. <laughs> like they didn't even know how to deal with what he was dealing with. Um, it was just a lot of great moments, man. I enjoy the show a lot. Yep, but we'll see what happens with Admiral Whiskers. I feel like this won't be the end of him, and we'll see how the show goes. But I, I I love it. Um, this is a show that's going to be a strong contender for a a, a Jenny, far as I'm concerned. And we'll see how that uh how that continues. Let's wrap up the show talking about uh, the season finale and the season overall, really of Black Lightning. Lightning's not a show. Excuse me. We talked about in a while. What did you make of how they kind of wrapped up Black Lightning this season? Um, they put Tobias Whale behind bars. We see uh we see um Jennifer really kind of become part of of the crime fighting unit that is now black lightning and thunder now she's lightning um we kind of see what happens with the pod kids being released and, and and now out into the world and what that means and we see uh, the asa is not quite done necessarily with uh pod people because we see there there are people who uh are are still in pods and one of them being khalil so uh what did you make of how uh, black lightning wrapped things up this season what did you make of the season overall I thought this
1: season of Black Lightning, uh, was, uh, I thought it was fair. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty strong. Um, uh, I thought, uh, I mean, the standouts for me were Jennifer. Uh, she was definitely a standout. Thought Tobias Whale was a huge standout. I mean, I feel like he's just a standout. Just in, just in watching him on television, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 magnetizing. Yeah, honestly, like he's the the. The command that he has over that role is just spectacular. Um, I thought that uh, I thought that Jeff had a good season. You know, I thought he had a good season, a big season. Uh, you know, it was a lot of controversy with him and you know Gamby. Of course, Gamby being dead and then not being dead, and, and uh, you know thing with Jeff and the and the principal. I thought that was a cool. I was a cool um, kind of moment that yeah. he had with The principal and then the principal and Jen as well, and all this other stuff going on. So, I yeah, those the,
0: the, the moments with Jeff and the new principal a lot of them were really good, a lot yeah. of them really well written, very, very well written, very raw, yeah, you know, very,
1: uh, very timely. Um, a lot of social and, and political things being discussed openly on a television show that you. Would on, not on, assume not, not on CW, you would not see really anywhere, yeah, on TV, yeah, but definitely not on CW, definitely not on CW. You would not expect to see that on CW, but they broached it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the 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 probably the the left, the not so great parts, it probably came come from Khalil. I just gotta be honest. Um, you know, uh, as much as I thought he was not terrible, really in season one. And this season it was it was kind of just like oh boy I kind of just wanted that storyline to be over one way or another with him running and him and yeah that, on that, the yeah run that, that was a yeah that was a low period for me too her and Jen her, her and Jennifer on the run like that on the run I'm like okay come on like this isn't gonna last forever <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like come on let's get to what's gonna happen here yeah, Tobias to it was to find get, you yeah, to me was it to get to his Jeff death we knew that Tobias to me at least I knew that that was gonna happen but um uh so yeah that was probably the low point of the season for me but you know other than that i really enjoyed everything else that and maybe this stuff with grace troy or whoever this person mm, is yeah, yeah Grace Troy. some of that stuff is kind of like weird too where i'm like okay where are we going with this you know now now what is she like not even human like i don't know <laughs> like you know, i don't great, you know,
0: grace troy in the here in the super in the comics is, a, is like a hero right I mean, I knew she had some kind of abilities,
1: but it seemed like she was, like, morphing well, yeah. into, like, an animal or something and eating, like, a what horse. was she eating? Like, a, a horse? horse? Yeah, it was a horse. I'm like, so, well, I'm like, what is this? So, I'm like, I, I don't know what is going on there. Um, I mean I, I mean, I guess we'll find out next season. Yeah,
0: none of that stuff is typically Grace Choice's powers, like, her shapeshifting or eating horses. She's just supposed to be really strong. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess are taking liberties with that. Um. But yeah, that stuff was just kind of st- very strange to me. Um, but yeah, outside of those two things, I really enjoyed everything else. I thought Thunder had a good season. I thought Lynn had a great season. I thought Lynn was really good this season. Um, you know uh, that a- that real that creepy ASA guy <laughs> was just creepy just all season. And watching them at yeah, home, Od- with- Odell. Odell watching them at home with that blank look on his face, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was
0: it was interesting. it was funny how they had that scene where, like, I guess, like, I guess maybe Jennifer was changing or something, and, like, he turned it off, like, to kind of, like, I think they tell the fans, like, hey, he's not, like, that creepy. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm like, this is mad creepy. Like, <laughs> cameras in their room and stuff. It was also kind of weird, like, like, I mean, look, if you're, if you're, if the government wants to bug your house, like, they'll bug it to where you don't see it. But it is interesting that, like, with Jefferson and his powers and electronic powers, like, he wouldn't, yeah. like, notice that his family, like, his house was bugged. Like, that was a little surprising. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And like, a little, it's believable, but I, I did, I kind of have to suspend disbelief a little bit to be like, oh, really? He couldn't figure out that that was happening. Um, no, Odell is mad, creepy, and like you don't know what to make of him. I st- like it. Like I think the whole like dealing, even their whole all de- their dealings with him is like. I always feel like man, it's just like why don't they just walk away? Like why why are they even dealing with this guy on any level? But I guess they feel like if they don't. Then, then the A.S.H. is going to do what they want with yeah, the Yeah, so kids. I guess they feel like, you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. But, yeah. like, he's just, like, so <laughs> – he's so obviously <laughs> not a good person. It's <laughs> like, like why, are they, why are they even, like, wasting their time with this as an issue? But they they feel like they have a responsibility to get those pod kids home and get them safely home. But um, I don't know how I feel about the Markovians, though. Really? They said nothing the Markovians as this as the new villains of next season. I I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Tobias, but Tobias is just so strong. I feel like he's a villain that literally could have continued into next season. I'm sure he will he'll be back, but like, I feel like he's not someone I'd need in prison. I think that he's mm. someone that I still think has value out and about. I feel like they... The are. Just, they seem they sound like nameless, faceless people that I'm, I'm not really interested in. I feel like with Tobias
1: being in prison, I feel like it makes sense. It does um, make sense. I feel like, you know, three seasons is kind of long. It's like, okay, how are we going to catch this guy? We can't catch him for three seasons. Right. You know? Um, I mean, Kingpin got – they got him after one season. Yeah, sure. You know? I mean, Tobias was like one season, okay, then the second season. Oh, no one's got him. And then the third season, no one can touch him. It's like no one can really touch this guy. So, I feel like at this point, like, I feel like this is a good time frame. Okay, you put Tobias away. You bring in somebody else. The Markovians, I don't know what the heck to expect to come out of them. Um – I, I'm hoping we get some kind of like, you're right, EJ. Right now they're just nameless, faceless. I'm hoping we get someone, yeah, someone interesting to come out of this. Um, I feel like they have to have someone planned. I don't know, I don't know who, but they have to have someone like notable, because mm-hmm. Tobias Whale he was such a great villain. Like who, like you got to have someone that's to 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 follow that up. Yeah. So I mean I don't know who's gonna be, but there's gotta be
0: somebody. I do feel like this this season probably missed. On having like a really really great like fight scene to end it like like I thought the last season the fight scene in the school mm-hmm. and the fight scene in the forest like those were excellent fight scenes those were like they felt like wow yeah this is a great way to end the season mm-hmm. I feel like these the fight scene with the, the the random goons that were in the pods in the in the you know in the wherever they were I don't even know yeah. where they were and, the, and it looked they looked like they were under some underpass I, mean, yeah. I don't know that scene didn't like do it as much for me um and then like for lot to be the guy that like yeah, saves them I'm like ah uh, that that was that that wasn't the that that, that great fight scene of you know To uh, Tobias and black lightning and um and and uh and obviously what's the name uh it's Khalil and and cyanide like those that that's, I mean that's that was a, that was a great scene and yeah. them being surrounded in the cabin like those scenes were really great I I don't know if we got that scene. And then, you know, I felt like the Tobias showdown with Jennifer and, and Jeff should have been a little more not one-sided. Mm. I know she kind of caught him by surprise, and then he kind of, like, didn't really have the width to really win that kind of fight. But for someone who's been so untouchable, I think he deserved better than what he got. I don't know, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Jennifer got. I mean, off. I hate. I, I mean, Tobias is like he. He's great, but like he's great because like he's a terrible person. So he deserves whatever he gets. I just I'm just saying, that, and like I don't want to see Jennifer get hurt, but I just felt like wow, like this guy has been so untouchable for all his time, and we've seen him be a such a, a physical threat. Like we could talk about, oh, like you know, yeah, he's like he's got a lot of power, but like what happens when he actually gets into fights? No, he like nobody can touch him. So to see like. Jennifer kick him by surprise and Jefferson kind of just beat him up quickly. I'm like, uh, I wanted to see that Jefferson showdown. And I think mm. that Jennifer and her beef with Tobias, which was well done and, and real, albeit it was prolonged by like, the whole thing they had with Khalil. Um, I think it kind of took away from the Jefferson part of it. Like Jefferson, and may, and to be honest, I do think it was a good kind of father mode for him because Jefferson kind of had to take away like his hatred for her, Tobias to kind of get through right. Jennifer. Like, you know like, Jefferson in season one, he talked kind of crazy. Like, he yep. would kill Tobias. Yeah, wanted to kill Tobias. Right. So, like, I think seeing his daughter act that way took a little bit of the teeth from him when it came to whenever he got to see Tobias, you know, on site. But the problem was I still think that there was so much built up that there should have been more emotion and more, you know, more veracity when they those two finally locked, locked horns. So, I that agree. was a little disappointing for me. But I, I did, I did think the season wrapped up. Fairly, fairly well. I thought it was overall was a really solid season. I'm excited for um, next season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, though again, the pods are a little annoying because I was like, I was very happy to see the pod kids just like be released. I'm like, yes, good. I'm tired of pod kids. I don't need to hear the word pod kid again. The fact that uh, Khalil and the girl that she was just working with is yeah. somehow back in a pod. I'm like, Jesus, how'd that happen? Like, you know. I'm like okay, we're back to this. Hopefully that's kind of like a shorter part of it and we get some new like threat moving forward, but right. but I think it, I think it worked they worked as like a, a a a combining thread for the season. I think Tobias's uh motivations and wanting to get rich off of them by selling metahumans as human traffic as a human trafficker made sense. It's timely. Like they did all the stuff to make it work. I'm wondering if they have enough legs to kind of make that thing still work next season.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I really have to see. I mean, with, when it comes to metahumans, like, there's so many different powers. Yeah. You can do a lot of cool stuff with it, So, which is why I'm not compl- I'm not just dismissing it. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the different types of powers and different kinds of fights. I'm sure we're going to get some interesting fights next season.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, I expect those pod kids to be, like, a big... The pod kids that were released, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be, I think, your Freak of the Week villains, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, this is your Big Bang. This is your... Uh, your, uh, Bang babies, your your, your particle, accelerator, particle accelerator your Earth 2 Earth two, freaks. Earth 2 freaks like this is what this is to me I know they're kids but I think a lot a lot of them you'll see become villains or <laughs> have bus medals as yeah, this is what they're doing <laughs> to create new villains for next season especially because uh, we suspect that Tobias not going to be around for a part of it mm-hmm. and you know the Markovians how m- how long can you have just like random goons like be issues where you got to have right. some kind of superpower people that they're fighting so yeah um but there's a new, is a new status quo. That's 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 different. That you know Jefferson and his family is no longer, uh, at least in regards to the government, or at least in regards to this guy the ASA and the, yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't even know what the whole ASA knows. It Could just be him <laughs> um, that their sacred identity is no one. Because he didn't. He killed the people that helped him set up the whole thing. He killed all of them. Yeah. So like, yeah. and it's in like his house or in some place. I don't know. It looks like a hotel room. I don't know, but uh, who knows? Um. So so we don't so we only know he's the only one that knows for sure. We don't know if the government outside of him knows. Uh, do you expect that to be an interesting thing? Are you excited to see how that shakes out now that they have someone in the fold who knows who they are? Uh I don't know. I mean, this guy's so weird. Like, like
1: I don't know. I mean, he's just. I mean, I. I mean, he's he's an interesting guy, an interesting Odell. character, I guess. Yeah. I don't love seeing his on-screen presence necessarily. So I don't I'm not you know like oh I can't wait to see what Odell has to say to Jeff and it's like not really. Like, I kind of just want okay he knows it's going to be a thing that is in the show going forward. Um, you know I'm hoping this is kind of something that just I'm not it, it, I'm hoping this is something that's just kind of there. It, you know if they address it Odell is kind of just okay with it. I mean, I mean, Odell knows and Henderson knows. Yeah, those are the only two people right now that know. Um, and uh, I'm hoping it gets, it gets to a Henderson point where it's kind of just there, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's
0: kind of how I feel about it right now. Okay, well, Black Lightning should be back next year, so we will definitely be recapping that show. Uh, hopefully, we won't have the long break that we had in terms of updating uh the episodes will be a little more consistent. But we I thought it was a strong season overall. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It it continues to be one of the stronger CW shows. So we'll see what they do next season. But I think that's a good place to wrap this show guys. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the new generation Hero Talk Podcast. We will be back next week with more Hero Talk. Shazam comes out this weekend. Make sure you check that out. We will definitely be recapping that movie next week. So it should be a good show. Make sure you catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Catch our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Make, you, make sure you subscribe and like some of our videos and leave a comment on some stuff that you like. There's plenty of stuff on there regarding sports, superheroes. Um, make sure you follow us on twitter at new generation pod follow us on instagram at new generation podcast and uh, follow me on twitter at ej underscore Stewart and on instagram at action ej we'll see you guys next week peace